You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Tanya Pinkins. You're listening to You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. My guest today is an old, young friend, <laughs> meaning I've known him for a long time, but compared to me, he's kind of young. Please join me in welcoming Ari Daniels. Hey, Ari. Hey. Where are you in the world? Uh, I am in, or very near Monterey, Virginia. But you're um, like on a mountain or something, building a house or something? I, I am indeed on a mountain. Uh, not building a house at the moment. But yes, building a house. Did you um, get snow? We did. We got uh, two inches Monday and ballpark six inches or so on Wednesday. Um, and then we got you know that nice little thin coating of ice on top just to make it all crunchy so it's a pain in the ass for the dogs. So, so I know you're building a house. Tell me about building a house. Okay. Um, we, Jess and I, my partner, um, are... Yeah, our, our plan is to build a house, and we're, we're hoping to build one sort of quickly. It, the, our timeline got pushed a little bit by COVID. It just seemed like if, if you're going to set yourself up at some point to be kind of self-sufficient and live in a way that you know, you're, you're more independent and, and things like that, that, man, there is no time like a year ago. And then the second best time, of course, is as soon as humanly possible. So <laughs> we started moving on it. Um, so far, in terms of actual build, uh, it, it doesn't look like much of a house, like where, where the house is going to sit, all you can see is the concrete foundation, um, and, and a bit of the grading, but, uh, we've, we've done a good amount of work. Um, Jess, uh, wanted a, like a little, like a studio, a place where she could do yoga and, and have her office space and things like that and have a nice view. So that we're probably 80% done with or something like that. Haven't gotten through the finish work. Uh, but Jess's dad is a builder and he's been building for decades now and he does great work knows what he's doing um so i'm sort of uh you know i'm i'm grunt work um I, i'm 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 skilled and talented grunt work i don't know you know exactly how the build is done but i take instruction well and i'm very careful i'm precise you know i you know i'm an engineer so i i come at things in that method but i haven't built houses from the ground up dave has so um you know basically just following his lead on that uh we just need to finish out the interior now basically and it's just um, the three of you well, no. So Jess's parents, Dave and Susan, 
live uh, over at the same place where they've lived since before Jess was born, uh, which is why Monterey, Virginia, right? It's, it's like a not on anybody's radar unless you happen to be somewhere within a few hours of here and just know of this area, which not a lot of folks do, like Monterey. Google wants to correct, you know, the autocorrect. If you type in Monterey VA, unless it has already been trained that you are, in fact, looking for Monterey, Virginia, it thinks, of course, its suggested results are going to say Monterey CA because Monterey, California is <laughs> obviously much bigger than Monterey, Virginia. You know, we've got like 2,200 people in the county here or something like that. The town itself, I think, has fewer than 200. So, wow. Um, anyway, so, you know, I have, I have dreamt for probably two and a half decades or something like that about getting out somewhere, living in the mountains, you know, building my own place, living. It, it, it started out living off the land. And then I kind of revised my language a little living with the land. Um, and, you know, uh, tell me the difference. What's living off versus living with. Uh, so it just, there was something about the language probably 15 years ago or something like that. The, the phrase living off the land just kind of hit me as exploitative in terms of its connotation and just the, it, it was just the angle, whatever it was, the, the way that it hit me living off the land is like, I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm going to eat that. I'm going to take that. And living with the land is trying to find that sort of that conversation, you know, some to, to find, to find the harmony, whatever it is, you know, so that yes, obviously, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, it's hunting season. I go out, I will, you know, shoot butcher and eat a deer. Um, or when are you, you going to send me some venison? Yeah, if if I thought that traveled well by carriers, and you know now now I can't get anything unless FedEx FedEx so, freeze it up for me and FedEx me some venison. There's nothing we'll like fresh happen. venison. We'll make it. So I, I assume you're stateside then, huh? I assume you're stateside. I, I'm in New York now. Right on. Actually, it it might even work. We'll we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah, awesome. no, venison you're, you're right. Sausage. Nothing, nothing beats venison. Fresh. So. Mm, mm. So now I, I looked at that mustache and I'm like, are you like doomsday prepping? <laughs> so, uh, no, I am, I am not that. So I, I, the term prepper itself has gotten a bad connotation over the years for various, very legitimate reasons, because there are some total boneheads that, you know, like the word prepper is their identity, but prepper, I, I don't know. I feel like I can break it down one who prepares. And so, you know, Jess and I are, we are moderately prepared, right? Here's here's our level of prep, right? And, and like the, the the sort of the cultist preppers will tell you never, never tell anyone about your preps, right? It's like then you've given it away, you know. They're just gonna come and they can take your shit. Um, but you know, we've we've got a little generator, so if we need to run the refrigerator, the freezer downstairs, or something like that, we've got that covered. We're on gravity-fed spring water, uh, and we have gas heat for our water, so we've got we've got good water and we've got hot water. All we need are lights, basically, so we keep all our batteries and our flashlights and stuff charged up. And, you know, I mean, we've got oil lamps as like a total backup if the batteries run out and, you know, who knows, we're a week out and, and stuff is still hairy. Uh, there's a wood furnace in the basement that we use if we need to, if it's particularly chilly or if the power's out or something like that. And, you know, we... We, we have enough. <laughs> Look, these days, I feel like anybody who's trying not to go to the grocery store every couple of days has at least a few weeks of food. And that's like, you know, your, your prep is having a food, water, you know, appropriate shelter, which includes shelter from the elements. And, you know, the, the rest is kind of gravy. But, you know, the, the fundamental needs of the human being, right? Food, water, shelter, medicine, tools, education, skills, or whatever. So the last one takes care of the others. 
Will you tear down the house you're living in when you go into the house you're building? Ah, we we are living in a rental. Oh, okay. Um, no, I don't think the landlord would be happy with that. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> no, we we got lucky. It's not like this is a real thick rental market. You know, I, I'm sure there are plenty of uninhabited places out here. I'm sure half of them are dilapidated. You know, this is a very rural area. We're in the Appalachians. Uh, we're lucky. You know, this is this is good internet. You know, we can have a couple video calls at the same time, and you know, everything's peachy. But we, you know, we are way the hell out there. Um, and just like I said, happened to get lucky. There was there was a house that wasn't actually like made available for rent, but we knew somebody that wasn't inhabiting their house. We're like, hey, would you rent that? To like only because it's you. So, so you're set. on virgin land that you're building your house. Yes, yeah. Jess's folks had a little piece of property next to theirs. I mean, it was all sort of one one property, but it was divided as two parcels. Uh, they just deeded one to Jess, and we're building on that one. Okay. Um, now I heard something about Legos. <laughs> um, so our original plan was to try to build as basically cheap but good and fast as possible, so that we could get in. Because once you're actually in your own place, you know, especially if you don't have a mortgage, then you can save money. And saving money is everybody as good as making money, as long as you're making, you know, if you're making money. And I realized that not everybody is. I'm very privileged to have the work that I do, which has allowed me to work from home long before COVID. Same, same thing with Jess. You know, we're just, we, we both set this up. It's actually the only reason that we're even able to live out here because the, the closest thing that you can call a city is an hour away in perfect weather and a lot more than an hour away if the weather's shitty. So, um, but you were telling me about the Legos, the Legos, they, it, it was, it was literally just a sort of a side conversation. I was talking with Jess. There's a material that I've been interested in for a while. Um, it's, it, it goes by a hundred different names, but aircrete or foamcrete, it's, you know, air entrained concrete. And even concrete is a bit of a misnomer. Technically concrete has aggregate and sand in it. This is just cement and water and foam, like soap foam. And if you mix it up well and you're careful with your proportions and your weights and your densities and things like that, you can get a concrete that's light enough that it floats in water, has incredible insulating properties. And I mean, grand scheme, it's pretty cheap and it has a very low carbon footprint relative to concrete, which has an incredibly high carbon footprint for what it is. The cement itself is very carbon intensive in terms of its production. So what you do is you take the cement you know, just cement and water, a slurry mixture, and you basically pump it up to six times its volume using, you know, dish soap and water pumped through, you know, basically like steel wool or something like that. This, I'm, I'm, this is sort of like the, the low tech version, but it's, you know, you, you stretch that cement a lot further and where you don't need the strength of concrete, why pay for it? Why, mm. why deal with that much weight? I mean, we, we did the foundation ourselves and, and it was just standard classic concrete. And we poured about, we mixed basically by, you know, we had a, a powered mixer, but otherwise, you know, we were basically moving all the material by hand, pouring it and placing it all by hand. We did the formwork by hand. It was eight cubic yards of concrete. So three feet by three feet by three feet and eight of those in concrete. Now, as it's stretched over a bunch of days, it doesn't seem like an awful lot. When you look at it on the ground, you're like, that's not a lot. Um, but it's an incredible amount. So I, I forget the exact, where's it get 150 pounds per cubic foot? Uh, it's a couple tons. It's, it's over, no, 
it's over a ton per yard, probably a ton and a half or something like that. Anyway, so I mean, I moved twelve thousand pounds of stuff. So concrete is concrete is a bear to work with. I, this aircrete, you know, there's there's some work in it too. But um, anyway, I, I I was talking with Jess. That was a, a very long aside. I was talking with Jess about just kind of bouncing ideas off her. You know, hey, what if we you know the full frame system this way? What about this for the roof line? You know, like we've we're designing the house. She mostly designed the house or, you know, architectural she got. I, I've got the engineering side and we're we're kind of we're putting it together. And so anyway, I was bouncing ideas off her and I told her that, you know, there are I, I believe it's a Scandinavian company that I saw, but that manufacture essentially interlocking blocks, kind of like giant Legos made out of this, you know, either aircrete, <clears throat> whatever, cellular lightweight concrete, you know, this stuff. And as I was telling her this, you know, most of our conversations are pretty kind of pretty level um and then as i was telling her about basically giant legos her eyes lit up and she turned she's like "Ooh!" i'm like i guess that's what we're doing (laughs) it's it's not something that's feasible for us if we're buying um Mm. in part because very few people in the u.s actually make them it's a special thing to try to make the mix there's just a lot to it everybody makes concrete jess will hear me harp on this a lot Uh, there's there are a few things i dislike more than hearing it's the way we've always done it Mm. yeah yeah, that's why you should do something else. Mm. Exactly why you should do something else. I mean, in in its most classic and kind of in, in in its most real definition, I am a progressive. I'm sure there are people who would argue that I'm not. On some issues, I'm crazy left. I'm crazy right, or whatever. But progress, right? The root of the word progressive. You know, I'm continuous improvement is is a it's just it's something that I hold. It's like it's part of my core. Hey, this thing could be a little bit better. Let's do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm with you. Um, so anyway, Legos. Uh, but because the, the actual Lego design itself is tried and true, and if we were to buy these blocks from some other manufacturer, get them shipped here, whatever, it would be outrageously expensive. Um, we're going to make them ourselves. Uh, found uh, Dome Gaia, D-O-M-E-G-A-I-A. Um, they, they produce and sell some relatively inexpensive and very accessible tools for making this stuff in sort of, you know, appropriate consistency. Um, and we're going to build the formwork ourselves. We're going to make them actually like Legos. So we bought uh, a, a, a giant custom set that somebody put together for us on Etsy of Legos. And we're going to build a scale model of our house with actual Legos. And then we're going to form up a bunch of these lightweight concrete blocks that are, the, the big ones are going to be the same size as like a standard cinder block, but they're going to weigh about 15 pounds, maybe 20 pounds or something like that each instead of the 35 and never mind if they were, you know, full and solid. So um, we're going to end up with what's likely going to be a very quiet, cozy, warm house for probably cheaper than we could stick build. And we're going to get to stack the whole thing as Legos. Now forming the Legos is going to take probably more time than actually like building the house, like stacking them. Um, and there's some things we have to figure out as we're going along. The floor frame is going to be standard. Um, the the roof is going to be basically standard framing and 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 whatnot. But the the wall framing and insulation is all replaced by these blocks. We're not going to do. We're not going to fur out and frame the inside. We're not doing drywall and stuff like that. You know, we're we're going to do plaster on both sides, outside and in. Um, Where will the electrics go? So that's, that's a great question. That. Um, a lot of it is going to be routed through the blocks. Um, we're going to be forming, uh, basically, you know, if you take a Lego, we're going to basically have two holes that go all the way through vertically and they should align. So if you've got, you know, one block here and one block here, you know, and then one straddles the two, the, the blocks, 
the, the holes on the outsides of the one up top are going to line up with the holes on the other sides of the ones underneath. So we should be able to route things down. And to go across, I've been trying to decide whether to basically uh, chamfer the corner so that there's some space between the blocks, where, where the blocks stack on top of each other. So that's me trying to figure out what I look like on the camera here. So where the blocks sit together to basically like make a bit of a depression there. Mm-hmm. So that I could basically run a little piece of conduit or pipe, you know, mm. or wire or something like that along that. Um, and then what I was going to do is lay a piece of wire over that before we plaster everything so that I could basically hit it with a magnet to figure out where any lines were running. So the blocks themselves, the, the material itself is also workable. It's not malleable. You can't like bend it, you know, once it's sort of cured. You can shape it into anything just like concrete, but like once it's nice and solid, you can still drill through it or cut it with a saw or something like that. It's a very workable material because it's not full of the aggregate. So What about septic? Septic system <laughs> uh because of the weather we got, uh, the installation of that is going to get delayed a little bit, but we've got somebody that's going to just install. It's a very, it's a conventional septic system. I was really hoping to do something unconventional, uh, somewhere between composting toilets and wastewater wetlands or something like that out here. But Virginia, the, the Virginia Department of Health is, is very much a, this is the way we've always done it kind of organization. Uh, hang on one sec. Um, so... Basically, the alternative systems are all alternative within a fairly kind of narrow, you know, range or, or, or scope, and anything has to be pre-approved, and I'm sure you have to jump through, you know, myriad flaming hoops in order to get there. So rather than try that right now, you know, that may be something to shoot for for the, you know, the house that we eventually build. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, we're we're still. Our our original idea was to to build something modest, live in it while we build. You know, I mean, still modest, but you know, our dream house. Really take our time with the design. You know, still we're talking two bedrooms. You know. 12, 1600 square feet, but not. This is the practice house. It, it, it was going to be essentially the practice house, if you will. We're going to live in it. And I, I mean, she's. I, my idea was that at some point, my mom would live in it. You know, she's at some point going to, you know, perhaps need a bit more help than I can give her from a distance. I'm and trying to get your mom to come to New York and stay with me. I'm in a building that's a naturally occurring retirement community that she should come live here. All the services Dude, are, you are kidding? here. I keep telling her to come here. Well, she, ah, all right. Maybe I'll push on her for that. Cause like, I mean, you know, my mom, my mom's a city girl, right? I mean, I, she's I, never, she's never lived out in the country. I think that's arguably one of the biggest things, you know, one, she doesn't like change. She, she doesn't like certain kinds of change. She doesn't like change in her specific life. You know, I'm sure she would love big change sociopolitically, but in her life, she doesn't like change, um, resistant to it. 
Uh, and, you know, I, I know that the idea of living out in the middle of freaking nowhere doesn't do it for her. So uh, I'm, like, I'm going to push on her. Yeah, if, they, if you're serious about that, look, I'm serious New, New York's it. a city. New and York I, is a city. I live in a building where all the social services for older people are in here because most of us are older people in this building, in this complex. So keep it in mind. So your mom said, ask you about water, water as a life interest. (laughs) So I I will be perfectly honest. This is something my, my mom, I don't remember when she thought of this or made this connection sometime in the last 10 years, I think, but you know, there's, you've got the life, liberty, you know, property, pursuit of happiness or whatever. And then there are also, you know, legal things attached to those called interests. Like I guess a property interest is your ability to have property or something like that. It's not property specifically, but, you know, access to something is, I think, I'm not a lawyer. Absolutely not a lawyer. Let me, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but that's that's my limited understanding. Um, and Nobody's really spent much time or much focus, much energy, uh, really, and the life interest. Of course, you have a right to your your life. You know, somebody takes your life, and somebody else, obviously not you anymore, has you know, whatever some some legal recourse there. But maybe the life interest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it depends on who you are. Exactly. Um, depends on who you are, who died, all of that jazz, and who and, killed and who them, dislikes you, who killed them, all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. we know, we know. I listen. You, I, you you told me that you had interviewed. Somebody with a, 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 a perhaps unpopular position on Trayvon, considering all things. I, I listened to a bit of that. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm with you. Wouldn't wouldn't have been a band aid. Wouldn't have been a band aid. But anyway, um, so water is a life interest. I mean, again, the the fundamental needs of the human being. And and I really I'm 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 big on people redefining or sort of relearning almost what the term need means. You know, I need X. I need Y. Well, I, a lot of people refer back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but just from from a strictly kind of like measured scientific perspective, what the human organism needs, right? And I'm not talking about everything, all you know, all the complexities that make us who we are, what we are, and and human, especially if you think that we're special. But the human organism, if you were to step aside, all of a sudden you're a more evolved human, then you're looking at this animal, you're like, what this thing needs is food, water, shelter, and you know, if we want to keep it alive, medicine. Um, and we, we know that even even lower life forms or what we'll call lower life forms need more than that, but just you know, there, there's your first level fundamental needs, uh, and water. Uh, you know, it had always been my understanding that you can't go more than three days without water. Um, I I met somebody who uh, has supposedly gone for seven day uh, food and water fast. Um, I think has you know one piece of fruit or something like that right in the middle or something like that. But if that's all the water you're having in a week, it, it bends my two to three day idea or whatever. I I don't know what's going on, but. Maybe not when the air is so dry like it is out here, but um, water water should be a fundamental right. And it's one of the things that fascinated me most. It's this weird kind of scary argument. Um, and if you if you catch one headline, um, you know I, I'm I'm sure that most of my media sources for a long time were, you know, somewhere between neutral and left leaning. And now I try to stick neutral as much as possible or just unbiased. But I'm, you know, I was reading a lot of stuff that came on, you know, Daily Coast or Huffington Post or something like that. That's, you know, a solid left and and not ashamed of it, nor should they be. Um, But that basically 
the CEO or whatever the you know equivalent is there of Nestle, which th- this is flat out evil corporation. Evil corporation. Nestle, Nestle is part of the evil empire. Yeah. I'm, I'm on record saying it. Nestle is, as an organization, as an entity, it is evil. And I do my very best not to support them in any way. I, I don't keep the, the list of all the Nestle associated brands in my pocket. I should. But we, we're so limited in what we actually buy just in terms of range and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. We're not, we're not into Nestle's brands and Unilever's brands and things like that. Um, not necessary to lump those two. I don't know about Unilever. Um, but they keep buying up I the water rights in states. Nestle keeps buying water rights up. You, you want to own the world? Own the water. It's... Yeah, I mean it's a it's a brilliant evil plan. Um, yeah, everywhere, you know, some little some little mountain town, they buy the water rights, to all the all the springs and streams or something like that, and you know it's and they buy it again. This is this is how the big folks do, right? You take from the little people, it's so much harder for them to resist, right? And they sell it you, for. You, you want to run an oil pipeline? Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's only because right now it's only worth pennies. The next wars will be fought for water, and at a certain point, water will not be worth pennies. Um, it is. It's it's truly evil. That's some of the most interesting work that I've I've seen and want to get into is basically water access for everyone, for anyone. That's actually one of our big challenges at the, at the other house. Where we are right now, there's a spring on the mountain that's above us, and so you know gravity fed, right? We don't need we don't need a pump or anything like that. When I lived in Keswick, it was uh, in, in my trailer. <laughs> uh, my my water came from a well, which was awesome. It was mine, but I didn't have a manual backup at that point. I didn't even have like a generator. So if the power went out, I had no water because I got to pump it, you know, a hundred feet up and, uh, hurricane, was it Isabel? I can't, I've, I've lost track. I mean, we have so many damn storms, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 years ago, that's, that's how my perception of time is now. I don't know. It was between 10 and 20 years ago. It's definitely before the virus. Um, the, <laughs> the hurricane knocked out power for a week for me. You know, other people, they were back on in a day. Some people were out longer, but I was out for a week. And what that meant is that I would have to take five gallon jugs into town and fill up water and come back out. And even that one little extra step, right? I still had water. Shoot. I had, you know, there was my drinking water is easy enough to get, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't take a lot to flush a toilet. I mean, it, it takes a lot, but it doesn't take a lot. You know, I mean, a five gallon bucket of water can get me through a day without any real trouble. Um, I had various advantages and I recognize those advantages. You know, I live out in the middle of the woods. I can just walk outside and pee. Not, not all y'all can do that. Um, so anyway, uh, water, life interest. I think that it should be a fundamental human right. But I watched this little video translated, and I assume that the translation was about right, that CEO of Nestle, don't know if it's the same, I assume, guy there now, um, but was saying that, yes, humans have a right to water, but they have a right to a right to 25 liters of water a day. And for the rest of us, that's something like six gallons. Beyond that, it's a commodity. So you have a right to enough to live, right? Enough to drink, enough to wash what you need, like just barely, right? Are you gonna, six gallons? Could you, could you, Tanya, deal with six gallons of water a day? For some days, but you couldn't do your laundry. You couldn't, oh my God, in my house? The whole house or just per person? Per person. I, I, but I even I still, could. right? If I drank so, a gallon. You you did the washcloth, like, you know. Have to do a whole bath. Pit, pits and fun bits, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 
the very you, idea. You I mean, do it. you could ration, right? It's like it's like going camping. Yeah, you go camping, you can do that. Ration it, yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but we do like use too term. much water. We all use. We too absolutely much water. do. We all well, use oh, too much and water. and you asked me about the septic system. The septic systems in Virginia, and, and this may depend on locality. Um, but when I was in Albemarle County, the definition of a bedroom, right? I I, I had a three sep, uh, three bedroom septic system installed for that home and three bedrooms was defined as or basically like calculated based on three bedrooms two people per room 100 gallons of water per person per day 365 days a year so just think about that that's wow you got Americans, and then you got this guy who wants to sell you every drop of water you use over your, you know, bare minimum <laughs> drinking and washing needs. Wow. Somewhere in the middle there is what we do. You know, we're we're fairly conservative about oh, our wow. water. We're you know observing what we do. I mean, where we are right now, it's six and a hundred gallons. That's a huge difference. Now you you keep saying you're liberal, but you like me are a lefty with firearms. <laughs> Uh, right. Never, never reveal your preps. Right. Uh, yes. I, I do have I'm a lefty with firearms as well. Yeah. Well, but so I don't, I, I, I dislike labels. Okay. I think that they are, they are fundamentally constraining and that those constraints are harder to overcome than they are to apply. And that those constraints often, and, and this is, I, I hate the slippery slope fallacy more than the next guy, but you know, it, it has the potential to create at least undesirable, if not dangerous situations, right? If, if like a lot of people I know, they immediately label a person a thing and then all of a sudden, boom, they know everything they need to know about that person, mm-hmm. right? Every person who identified as a Republican 10 years ago, not the same as people who identify as Republican now. And mm. look, for various reasons, including narr- we're absolutely, the narratives we are fed, you know, we, we, we get into a certain place and it's, it's what it is. I dislike labels. Am I liberal? Am I conservative? I think that both of those words are meaningless now, actually. Voltaire is my favorite author. If you wish to converse with me, define your terms. Okay. Voltaire. And what, what, does, what does conservative even mean? They're not the ones who are trying to conserve our national parks and our wildlands. Like, what the fuck does conservative mean? Mm. Now, right? Liberal. Well, liberal with what? If, if you want to constrain a lot of these other things in order to make a lot of these... so. My mom talks about freedom, right? Your freedom to, at some point, needs to stop as it comes up against my freedom from. Mm-hmm. Your freedom to do whatever the hell you want does not include shitting all over me. Mm. So, you know, where we set that line and how we set that line is whatever. There's there's a lot to the dynamics and the mechanics of that. But anyway, um, Sorry if I'm rambling. No, no, no. I love that. You know, I love a, a smart um, conversation. So we were talking about definitions. So, you know, a lot of, we had a lot of definitions about Antifa right. and Antifa is a terrorist group. And you know, you certainly know a little more about it than I know about it. What can you tell us about it? Uh, probably only a little bit, honestly. Okay. I'm, uh, I, but... I don't know anything. <laughs> okay. So to the labels real quick, am I liberal? Most people would call me that, I think. Um if if you want my socio-political alignment, I love eight values on GitHub. It's this quiz. It's about 75, 80 questions. And depending on really how you think about a lot of the questions and the answers, I, th- I think that it did a very good job of nailing me. Libertarian okay. socialist. And people are like, what the fuck? Those two words don't belong together. <laughs> they kind of do. You're, you're free to do what you want, you know, how you want or whatever, until what you do 
starts to negatively affect other people. And negatively affect other people, a lot of people think is very subjective. If if you, not you, Tiny, you wouldn't do this, I assume, but like, you never whatever, know. Right? I, I could do anything. I, maybe you would. Who knows? But like, someone calls me a kike, mm-hmm. right? Did they harm me? Well, that is not just a function of them. That is a function of me too. I don't give two shits what somebody says to me, thinks about me, and I realize that I haven't received the same kinds of abuses and the same kinds of everything other people have. But this is me, right? I know that, that you know two people raised in the same house will react to the same stimulus two very different ways. You know, we're we're maybe fifty percent genetics, we're fifty percent, you know, fifty percent nature, fifty percent nurture, something like that. Who knows? But it, I, I think that we need clean measures, clean definitions of how something is an actual attack mm. or, or a hurt. And I would love to be the fly on the wall watching those definitions get formed. And well, all you got to do is go point into where I was fly. Cause they're getting deformed and they're getting created right now in clubhouse, this new social media app. That's all audio 24 hours a day. I think these kinds of things are happening. I actually was listening to a, conversation today where Lakeith Stansfield was being attacked because they said, we thought you were pro black women and you let this person get up and diss black women. And then you let this other person do this and you, you stood for their right. And he said, look, we all have to learn to hear the opinions of people who we don't agree with. They have the right to have their opinions and they have the right to speak them. And you know, I was like, I was very proud that he, he took that position. So, but you know, we're, we're, we're not going to be in that camp. with everybody that I'm like, if you want to call people niggas and whatever you want to call, you can use them every language you want. Now you might not get some jobs. <laughs> That's the thing, right? I, actions have consequences. A lot exactly. of people want the freedom to act a certain way. And then they want the freedom from the consequences. Well, you can't have both. You can't have both. Call me what you will. You call me the wrong thing. Maybe you get punched. And I realize this. I'm. I'm. That's not me because I'm. I'm not going to risk. I'm not going to risk that assault charge for my license. But you know what I mean. It's got It's it's what it is. Got to take what, the what consequences. Right. Right. There. There are consequences. Right. You know. I mean. I. I studied the physical world, and I know that very much the same way. Uh, out in this weird kind of ethereal fuzzy buzzy world like we're the same you push people the right way and they're going to push back it's the equal and opposite reaction thing like there's only so much you can do and a lot of people have analyzed this from you know 30,000 feet a million times over and anyway hi this is tanya pinkus that was part one of my conversation with ari daniels we were talking house building but come back for part two You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is dead. Tanya Pinkin's horror film, Red Pill, brings African-American perspective to progressive movement. We are a majority in this country. And we're going to win the election. Do you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. This place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Gas, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. Did you hear about the creature woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see the case. This place creeps me out. 
think we should call the sheriff's office. The only people missing or dead are brown people? They're after all of us. What do we do, Amelia? We die. But we take some of them with us. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins, and I would love to hear from you. You can text me at 917-724-8998. Tell me what you're up to, and I'll let you know what I'm up to. Text me, 917-724-8998. Let's keep in touch. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.